technically we are live as far as we know so he just starts but this is more of a conversation this is more of a recap so here we are talking about survivor survivor oh we are live by the way yep here we go survivor season 40 winners at war friendly fire what episode number 12 dave uh we're here so 12 again whispering at tribal it's not nothing changes in this new format of survivor where we just seem to kind of I feel like they need to put some rules in, but like we'll talk about that when we get further into the episode here. We're kind of uh, just breaking it all down, and uh, you know, first, you know, initial thoughts, and then we'll get to the tribal later. But initial thoughts: Kim is gone, Dave. Kim is gone, Jeff. My, uh, she was my last soldier on the battlefield in our draft, and she is gone. I have lost her. I thought she would go a little deeper than this. She tried to rally the charge against Tony, and she ends up um, in a body bag. He found out about it ben spilled the beans uh tony the detective doing his uh, police work uh how do you think sarah ultimately voted in this is kind of like my or question uh, i think um, sarah, i think uh sarah voted with tony uh the, here I, ha I wrote down where i thought the votes went so the only vote we know for sure the only two votes we know absolutely for sure are kim and michelle definitely voted for jeremy because they showed us michelle and kim didn't vote for herself then Jeremy obviously voted for Kim. So those are the three votes we absolutely know for sure. We know Tony voted for Kim. We know. Uh, and then it's then it gets mucky. It's what did Ben, Denise, Nick, and Sarah do? I, I, I have right now I have Sarah and Nick down as voting for Kim. And my unknowns are Denise and Ben. And well, okay. Like I talked to Rob's sister Nino just hours before this episode aired. Right, okay. he's yep. all he does is talk to people, read tweets, get information all week, you know. Yep. And and where his head was at at the time, I was speaking to him, which was just a mere two hours before the episode aired. Was he was like, "There's two sides going into this." After this last episode, we have Sarah, Ben, Nick, Tony. That will be one side coming out of this last vote. Then over here, you got Jeremy, Michelle, Denise, and Kim. But that wasn't what happened at all. Like well, that. It sort of did happen, except Jeremy went with Tony and Sarah. Jeremy isn't with... It was kind of strange that Michelle voted against Jeremy, but gave him an advantage. I've never seen anything like that you know, in a final... Well, she was trying to save face. She was trying to have her cake and eat it, too. She uh, wanted to uh, vote with the numbers. So if Jeremy doesn't play that advantage, which ultimately he didn't, he had it in his pocket, but he didn't play it. But if he had chosen to play it, or not, I guess, no, it was better. If he had chosen not to play it, but he had still gotten um, uh, voted out, then Michelle saves face, right? She's yeah. like, well, I voted with you guys. I was with you the whole time. I wasn't with Jeremy. Yeah, I was very friendly with him. Uh, and if he gets voted out with the advantage in his pocket, well, hey, it's no um, skin off Michelle's nose. I guess she loses her advantage, but at least she tried to help an ally. She probably gets a jury vote at the end in Jeremy for sure. And right. uh, yeah. <laughs> Yep, I totally agree with you that that's probably what she was doing. But it ended up she did not vote with the numbers. Yeah. So it's very interesting to kind of see um, her reasoning actually ended up being wrong. I will give this a good twenty seconds on the screen before I will uh, dismiss it. But I, I I wanted to to give him a chance. You know, uh, I don't even know Jody watches Survivor. He does not. That's why he's he has no interest in being to talk about this subject. He just would. Uh, Okay. I'd like to have some pot. Well, if Jer Jody, if you want to watch Survivor, you can come on here and talk to us anytime. 
Um, right. Any moment. You can join right now. You have the link. If you want to jump in here and talk Survivor, go for it. Uh, <laughs> but it's got to be about Survivor. Yeah. Yeah, he knows he's just going to jump in now. Uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, let's start from the beginning of the episode, and we'll kind of work our way through it and, uh, you know, really recap it uh, in a way where we, we don't really miss anything. So it kind of starts off with, you know, Ben's, you know, uh, pretty salty toward Jeremy. He's not talking to him. There's, like, this 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 vibe between yeah. the two guys that is um, not fixable. Wasn't and, it that Jeremy was annoyed with Ben last week? Yes. And um, now Ben seems to be annoyed with Jeremy. Now Ben's equally ba- annoyed back. He's like, yeah. And there was a lot of dynamics. Obviously, like this tribal council was chaotic and it's indicative of the fact that you know, clearly there's no clear like majority alliance. Everything's kind of fluid. Everyone's kind of thinking about every possible scenario. The same one thing about that two million bucks at this point. When you're in like the final eight, you got to be you got to be tasting it. Right. It's just, you know, especially if you all these people have already won. So they yeah. know what it's like to get to the end and win. And it probably feels as real this time as it did the first time they won. So yeah. um, we, we heard Boston Rob say tonight, you know, I didn't think I'd be mad if I lost, but he's like, I am like, you know, he, he he's salty. And he basically kind of won twice as well because his wife won and he was in the final two with his wife. And then he came back and won again. So, like, it, it, you kind of have to. The competitive spirit was kind of a part of this episode tonight, and I think uh, we'll get to the Redemption Island scene, but that is kind of like a, a through line that is going through these episodes, that these guys don't want to lose. They, even though they've won, they're not complacent. Tony's playing harder than he did the first time, and it's really fun to watch. Uh, just uh, for a quick intermission here, uh, mm-hmm. I just want to go back to Judy Simpson who says, go back to Star Trek pods, and uh, I, I don't watch Survivor I'm a man. But Jeff, um, can you please check that your uh, actual microphone is the one that's connected uh, and not your um, your other one? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it might have changed because I put a new monitor in. There's a bit of a rattle. That's why I'm asking. Rattle? Eh? Oh, that's... oh, yeah, you're right. Yep. Okay, we lost you on video though. That's a, uh, it's a bit of an issue. Okay, he's gone, but he'll be back. Oh, oh, and he's right. He's he's nearly back, and let's get him back in the stream here. Okay, let's go back here. Oh, oh he's gone again. Well, hey, you know this is how it goes sometimes here on Super Meter Brothers podcasting. You know, it's uh, there's, sometimes there's technical difficulties. We, um, you know. You better be ready for these types of situations. It's kind of crazy. It's uh, it's a little bit like baked potato. All the fixes. I can smell it. You can, you can. Um. Oh, hey, we got Jeff. Oh, uh, do you know what it probably is? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if I click it again, same thing's gonna happen. So should we just? Record it with the mic I have. Going well, we're back. still recording. I was kind of like I was keeping the audience occupied while you were uh, you were gone. So uh, you know, okay, we'll just leave it for now. I'll fix it. Um, you should have like a little uh, like you know gear site yeah, thing yeah, inside no, of I, your window here. Am I still like on when I like? Is it goes black for me every time I click my other microphone? Yeah, uh, you went black before. When yeah, there you go. 
That, now no, you're back. back. Okay, let me try and change to see if I need. Oh, he's he's gone again, guys. But that's okay. You're here with me, Dave Mater, here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting for the moment. Did you see this new uh, swivel arm? It's quite luxurious. I we got it here a day ago, only thirty eight dollars off of Amazon. It's uh, it's you know awesome. It just it goes wherever you want. It floats. It floats. It goes here. It goes there. Uh, this is a crazy kind of a podcast. We're going a little wild here today. This gives us a chance to reinvent things. I'm Dave Mater coming to you here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting on Survivor. Woo, woo. Uh oh, that was too many twists of the lamp. Hold on. I'm gonna you can come with me because I can move the microphone. Okay. Oh yeah, I like that. That that lights up things well. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want you want the you want a good lighting. You want a good backlight in the room, really. Here on the Super Mater Brother podcast. That's right, Jody Simpson. Um, but you know, soon we will have a Star Trek podcast. And hey, if you want to come on here, talk about whatever TV show you want to talk about. That is no problem uh, at all. We're taking questions. We're giving answers. Uh, right now, it's just me, but that's okay. Here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting, coming to you live from Burlington, Ontario. Uh, we are nine and a half, well, coming up on 10 minutes on this podcast. It is crazy. We are waiting for Jeff's computer to read boot that's right soon you can come in here talk to me if you want to come live you can you can come here join me live on this link you click that link down in the description you can come on here live and talk to us right now here on super mater brothers podcast coming to you live from burlington ontario canada here we come Jeff Mater is coming back. This is harder without someone to talk to. <laughs> We're getting over here. Oh, we got Jeff back. We might have Jeff back. He is coming back to you live. Let's get that out of here. We'll get the link out of here. We're coming to you live from Burlington, Ontario, here in the Super Mater Brothers podcasting. And um, Jeff is gone again. He is having more technical difficulties with his microphone. Well, that's okay. Here. Well, I can't see you still, though. No. <laughs> oh, there you are. I see you now. Okay. We're bringing Jeff Mater back into Super Mater Brothers podcasting. And, uh, yeah, was, was all that worth it? Jeff, I kept everybody entertained. We had no live viewers, but you know we can't ever count that if people will go back in time and watch this podcast, this could be somebody's first Super Meter Brothers podcasting, which is how I was phrasing it the whole time you were gone. So <laughs> <laughs> go back and watch it. I think you'll be entertained. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, I'm happy for that. Um, 
Okay, so I guess we should just get back into the episode. I also wrote down that um, you know, Sarah's pretty salty at Tony. That uh, Tony uh, is kind of uh, you know doing what he did in Kageyan, which is try to like go back and forth between the his alliance and then flip on his alliance and then you know you know backs that of them and then you know this is what he does on, on the even numbers he takes out the opposing alliance on all the odd on the odd numbers he blindsides his own alliance well it, he's only able to get away with this right now because he's won three immunities in a row right and he has an immunity idol right on which top helped, of it but she almost wasted tonight which sarah could have burned him tonight sarah, sarah said please yeah why did sarah not let him burn the idol i guess so she can ask for it later i feel like this will in her mind this is giving her currency with tony to say hey remember when you offered me publicly that idol and i said no Right, they'll all think like you won't offer it to me a second time, but I'll have it. Yes, absolutely. It protect me, right? So, I kind of think that, um, yeah, like she's gonna burn him on this. I think eventually, then you know, like maybe yeah. Tony. Like I, when Tony won this third immunity in a row tonight, I I was thinking. There's no way he can win now because he's such a big target. He has to win out. He'd have to win every immunity until like the final four. And then yeah, and, he needs to get to the final four, and then you're in the fire making. That's that's yeah. the new barometer now. So he's only and he has an idol, and we're down to seven. So he has to get through two votes. If you were in this game, like let's take Ben out and put you in, are you going to go after uh, Jeremy or Tony first? Well, the, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think I think you go after. Oh, I think you go after Jeremy first because, like, that's obviously what they wanted to do. They wanted to take out Jeremy tonight because, but Jeremy's starting to become like unlikable to the jury. I mean, you saw Boston Rob today kind of laugh at him for making that comment to Denise, where Denise shut everything down. Uh, they think that was a little bit of mansplaining going on there. Is that what you took from it? I took it from more that um, I don't know. It's just like I kind of like took it like Jeremy was kind of going like, you know. Like really, you're gonna like you're gonna lay down the law because he was the one in jeopardy, right? So I kind of understand like why he said right. something. I don't think what he said was the right thing to say, uh, but at the same time, like it was, I felt like if it, were, if it were me, I cannot believe he did not play the flip the coin. But we'll get to that later. Uh, so we, you know, we also just kind of get like these conversations here with uh, Kim, and she's trying to take out Tony, and she knows we're getting them the confessional first. And we're kind of getting these like little hints that she's like, okay, I'm done with him. And then you know the, the editing is trying to make it seem like Sarah will flip on him too. So t Tony's days are going to be numbered, which is obviously not what happened. That's what the edit does a lot of times. What the opposite is often true. Uh, what do you think? You know, like it's, it's, it's especially with the votes. You know. Uh, anyway, so yeah, like, like well, uh, like this whole tribal was nonsense. Yes. Like okay, yeah. like, and I call, I call, yeah, the last thing I said to Rob before I left him off the air, uh, you know, today in the patron cast was, hey, uh, there should be no. I know you probably talked about this when uh, Sophie like rallied that crowd because after oh. Jer Jeremy played his advantage like two or three episodes ago, where um, you know, so you know, everyone moved off and like had a little conference call and they decided who they were going to vote out, and that ended up being Tyson, right? right. Um, like that anything said at tribal council should be public and all this whispering and jabbering and cross talking. I know that it, it's been happening all this season and every time it happens, it just infuriates me. I know you don't like it either. Like it's, 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 um, I think there should be a rule 
that you can, I also thought tonight I didn't I thought this was a rule tonight that uh, you know how Tony goes hey Jeff uh, just one second yeah you know he goes uh, I just want to you know hey sir are you good Jay, Jay how did you vote I, I kind of went to myself I was like I thought that wasn't allowed I thought like when Jeff comes back with the urn puts it on the, the oh, yeah, that shouldn't be happening either but it's, so, it's, uh... like this whole game they're just kind of taking advantage of the no rules you know because survivor is a game without rules it's kind of the whole you know other than the fact that you can't hit anybody uh you know that or you know physically abuse them or or even verbally abuse them um that's really the only rules you know you can like jeff doesn't seem to have uh, uh any sort of like he doesn't want to either have control over tribal councils anymore he, he's happy to see the players just go free for all and i i don't know if i don't know if the game's benefiting for that like uh, it is kind of good tv but at the same time it's kind of repetitive uh so like i know you kind of have the same you know feelings that like maybe it's just run its course i think rob system you know said that in uh, an earlier podcast as well with shane uh that it it's just maybe we're just kind of we're done with it and we want to see a little bit more structure. This is it's just it's just like what am I watching? I, I, I actually stopped looking at the screen for part of it. Okay. I was just like, well, what am like I don't know. You guys couldn't figure this out before sundown and like Adam's like saying, What is happening? And I'm also saying, What is happening? Like how like I don't know how you're trying to present any kind of a TV show here other than to say it's all winners. I guess it's chaos. You can't control these. This is off the hook. There will never be a survivor like this again. Uh, like maybe that's what they're trying to go for. That can be the, my, the only tangible reason I can imagine that they would allow this to go on. Yeah. yeah I think you want to say like the game's evolved or whatever. Um, yeah, you're definitely right about that. Like I think, I think the game is evolving, but it's also it needs to almost devolve. It needs to go back to what it was a little bit. Uh, there, I liked that. It, even tonight, like one of the more exciting moments for me was when Jeremy was deciding whether or not to flip his coin. I was like, he's flipping his coin. I mean, why would you not flip your coin? I thought he was going to get the five votes, and the three votes were coming at Kim. Like that's I was sure it was going to be Jeremy almost until. Probst was reading those votes and until like the uh the, the votes started going Kim's way and I said they did it. I can't believe they did it. They often do this in the vote reading where they'll show like the person who's going home will get the first vote and then they'll 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 put the uh, you know the minority votes out first. So they did that tonight. Like they showed Kim and they showed Jeremy one one and then they showed two more Jeremy votes, right? So then it was three one and then the rest for Kim. And they don't nor like that's usually what they do. Like that, they, the person who goes home usually gets like the smaller amount of votes at first. And so then, it was five three was the final. It was a five vote, and it was. Very, I thought it was going four four. I was shocked that it went five three. Uh, and, and just I don't know. I didn't get it. I was like, I, and if it wasn't going to go five three, I thought it was going five three. Jeremy uh, going home. You know, I thought you know the three would have made sense if it was Jeremy, Tony, and Sarah as the three. That would have made sense to me. And right. he, he never thought about like Tony never thought about playing the idol for for uh, for Jeremy, you know. So like there was no thought in his mind to do that, even though he knew the votes were coming at Jeremy, you know. But then it was chaos, you know. He was like, oh, they're coming after Sarah. And you saw that whole that whole exchange. Um, okay, so let's just go back a bit in the episode. And let's talk about mm -hmm. 
the uh, edge of extinction scene here. I wrote down in my notes, this seems dangerous. And that was before Boston Rob or Danny fell. The whole uh, thing was absurd. Like, okay, if you want to like have some kind of crazy marathon like um, cardio challenge, I guess that's fine to, for these Edge of Extinction guys to win a few more uh, fire tokens. But like, do they really have to go around this treacherous rock face that you can fall on and like uh, you have to like hop over? It seemed like a lawsuit waiting to happen. No, I know they they signed, they signed waivers, but I don't know if they signed treacherous rock face waivers other than or any more than the uh, the ladder waivers. If someone had uh, fallen there and broken their neck and gone paralyzed or something, you know, I know that's always a possibility when they're doing these challenges and stuff. But like this one seemed uniquely dangerous. I think that you see like it completely exemplified with Wendell and Adam in that quick sequence tonight where Wendell leaps across the rocks, right? It's it's a little bit of a gap and you're, you know, because Wendell has a bit of athleticism to him. And then you got, got a guy like Adam who does not have that. And Adam goes, "Oh my god!" He like slowly steps over and like whatever, and like and uh, and like Jane was like, "Oh, I I identify more with Adam in that situation." I was like, "I'm like the guy who thinks he's Wendell, but is actually Adam." That's kind of like my curse in life, uh, you know. And like that, the fact that you can, you think you can do that, but you really maybe can't or not quite do that thing. And um, uh, and I was just like, "Why do it in this way?" Like you could make them run around the beach. For a hundred times or something, you could do. You could even shoot it in a way that um, could have been just as dramatic and less dangerous. You know, and then they right at the beginning of the episode, they also show us uh, Tony, you know, climbing up into his tree. He's the, you know doing the air uh, bunker thing that he's doing, the aerial shack or whatever he called it, air shack. And I was kind of like, they never paid that off. They never showed that later in the episode. It was just you know a fun thing they couldn't not show you. That you know Tony do you know it's because this show is this survivors becoming the Tony show and this is what you know Tony takes over the show I guess no matter what season if he gets well, to the game he's he's taking over the show. If anything, we got a, a terrific Tony run here. Even if he doesn't end up winning the whole thing, like ultimately I lost Kim in the draft. I I you know why didn't I draft Tony? I thought Tony was going to be like um like a first, second, third boot. Mm. Uh, and he ended up going the distance here. His final seven on his own, like never voted out. Like you know, props to Tony. Like you know, existing relationships or whatever. You know, it's not like he came into this with a low profile, and no. uh, he's done amazing. And he's I, come into this merge um, playing. A, he played a very different game, and then how interesting that he gets into the merge. He's like, and now I will go to full Tony mode. Because that that was I just changed my my strategy for the pre merge and once I got to merge, my, my I was thinking all the time and then I would go to Tony mode, and uh, he's yeah, hiding in trees, he's driving his alliance nuts, he's going back and forth, he's a flip flopper. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, he this is what he does when he gets to this point in the game. People shouldn't be surprised. He was loyal in his first half of the game in Kagayan too. He was very loyal. He stayed with his people for the most part. I don't only think he did one blindside. Uh, and that was kind of like a, you know, made sense type blindside. I think it was against the, bas the former basketball player. Um, and, and I understood, like, you know, he always has a good reason usually. Uh, but he's also very good at, like, you know, convincing people that the heat's on him. 
And you're right, it is on him. Like that, they were coming after him tonight, but he didn't get a single vote. I know, I know, he didn't because he won. But he probably would have got those Jeremy votes. But I still think Kim goes home tonight. Regard. Yeah, why? Why? So Kim goes because she was the one trying to rally against Tony. So therefore, her profile just got a little bit too, like uh, her star rose a little too high. She it had was, the spotlight was, on her just a little too much, and she was, was an easy one to. Yeah, she was sticking her neck out um, almost on purpose to say, hey, I'll be the person to start this plan. And then Ben ratted her out. And now Nick knows that he can't trust Ben. So Ben is in this odd spot. Of all the players in the games, I find Ben really he, – he got hurt here tonight. Like I, I, And I, I think he was one of the people who voted for Kim. Uh, but – Oh, he was because you saw Tony outed him after the vote. And he goes – he like pats Ben on the leg or whatever. He goes, "Good job, Ben." Right. Uh, so in front of the whole jury, by the way. Oh, like, I didn't. Oh, that. Yeah. So oh, okay. like, so, so that, that's going to have lasting ramifications. So that means Denise was the other person that voted for Jeremy. Yes, I would say so. Yeah, that's what that means. Okay, all right. That, well, that settles that. Uh, Okay, so then we get to uh, – do, do we want to talk about the immunity challenge? Like, do we want to get to that? Because that's basically what happens after the Edge of Extinction thing. And, I mean, ugh, what's there to talk about with the Edge of Extinction? I mean, six of them want tokens. What do you do? Like, what are these tokens even meaning? Like, they're, they're not explaining it at all. Like, I don't get it. Like, you know. Well, I think that's all the thing. It's like we're watching a whole bunch of people who are voted out of the game. Like, you know, they got nothing better to do than to have a race, I guess. And, you know, they're having like, it's kind of like Mario Kart where like, the you know, the top eight get something, but the bottom six are just like, you know, boo, boo, do to qualify and they're, they're out of this. Um, and even in this, I'm like, they're all out of this. Like, you know, I, who's going to come back in this game? Like, I guess that they set up this season, the way that they sold all these previous winners was that you'll come on, even if you get voted out, you will feel like you were on the show the whole time. And I guess they're fulfilling that promise now to like Boston Rob and everybody. Like Amber's still on the show. Amber got voted out first, right? Uh, yes. And No, Natalie was first, then Amber, right? But first, from the, at least from uh, the Red Tribe. Uh, and she's still on the show. <laughs> and like, okay, can we, can we just talk about uh, Rob and Amber for a moment? Oh, I can't hear you. Is your mic on? You have the switch? No, no. Oh, hey, and you're, you're back with me, Dave Mater, here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. We're coming to you live from Burlington, Ontario. It's just me. Okay. Just gonna do that. Well, it's just me. So here is me, Dave Miller, solo on the podcast. And let me see. We got Jeff. Jeff's got a black screen. I can hear. I can hear you. Can't see you yet. Oh, there you are. Okay. No, I saw you. Oh, there you are. Oh, there you are. Okay. Here you. We're bringing you back in, Jeff. Welcome back yeah, to Mater Brothers Podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> that's how i introduce it when the you're plug. not here i like the plug every single time it's working out yeah so for sure good. so okay let's get to the immunity challenge here dave okay so basically it's the whoa, bucket. Whoa, whoa. What, what did you do what did you do to your bike what do, what do you mean what did i do you see <laughs> what is it different 
there's an audio effect. Okay, we can do it like this. I'm fine with it if you are. Um, so okay. <laughs> what does it sound like? I don't know. I, can't no, no, no. I, can't I think it. we should keep it. I think we should keep it. All right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I gotta fix my audio setup. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Uh, have you seen that episode of MythBusters where they show you like what helium does and like there's the opposite of helium? Oh, uh, low is everything low? Low. Yeah. You sound like you you're you've inhaled like that gas that makes your your voice go low. That's funny. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll have to figure that out. I don't. I don't know what's going on with this program. It doesn't let me switch it to the mic that I want to switch it to. So, I mean, I don't know. Hey, well, yeah. You know, hey, baby, I got a little voice. Hey, now. baby, here we go. <laughs> you know, on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. On Super Mater's Podcasting. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so let's talk about this immunity challenge. It's the bucket out of, uh, you know, above your water challenge, but they made it even harder this time. Jeff kind of gives us an overview of the history of this challenge that it started in season three. Uh, it went six hours the first time with no perch. Then they added the perch, and then they added that you can't even hold your arm. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I remember that poverty, <laughs> you can't handle it. <laughs> I can't listen to this. I'm taking seriously. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> what are you talking about? I gotta hear this now. I gotta gotta see what it sounds yeah, like. You can hold your arm. <laughs> I remember that poverty. <laughs> yeah, it really made my voice deep. Okay, let's let's try. And <laughs> okay, he's he's got again. This is this has been quite the episode. Uh, one for the memories. It's this friendly fire. If I ever saw it. Um, okay. Let's see what's going on with Jeff. Still black screen. Oh, now I see him. Nope, now I see him. Okay, let's see if I can hear him. He's got his headset. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, is that better? Oh, that's your actual voice, so I can deal with that. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> I was going to try to make you like leave that for the whole episode, but I was like, there's no way I could have a conversation with this person. So. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Like uh, this, the mic on my camera wants the default. I, I can switch it to this one, but I can't switch it to my other mic for some stupid reason. This one's not the, bad. The whole screen goes black, and I have to come back in. I know. I, I fight with my microphone and camera settings all the time, so I can. It's just I weird. Know. Like it shouldn't. That shouldn't happen. But anyway, okay. So let's talk about the immunity challenge. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, poverty. Poverty. Usually, I'm glad she was shown in this episode quite a bit because this is her challenge. She was the beast of this challenge. I think she won it in Heroes Villains, and I think she also won it in Micronesia. I don't remember, uh, um, but yeah, I seem to remember. I can actually like visualize Parvati winning this challenge at one point, but it it was different. Like they they've adjusted the challenge yes. to make it even harder than ever. She used to hold her arm. I remember her holding her arm like this all the time. And I, I think it went like three or four hours. Did she, the beam, was the introduction of the beam the thing that made this impossible? Uh, no, it was the not being able to hold your arm. That, they just made that a rule. That was, they, rule. That, was, that was the new rule they put in tonight. Yeah, that was okay. not the case before. They, everything else, the perch I think was there in Heroes Villains. But everything before, before that, uh, I know the first time they did it in season three, there was no perch. You were just standing there. And you could hold your arm, you could do whatever, and it went six hours. And then Jeff started to get smart that I don't want to stand here for six hours while these people, you know, do <laughs> hold their arms up and 
whatever. Yeah. I like like. There's one challenge get... that happened in Pearl Islands. Uh, no, not Pearl Islands. Um, the one uh, Tom Westman won that went. I think it was a 23 hour challenge. It went. It went almost a day. I remember that one. Yeah, with the younger guy and like yeah. it was like stand on this perch for as long as you can in the middle of a of like a, a piece of water, like their body of water. Yeah, I, I think it was like a like a, they were hugging like a like a tree, like a, a log, basically the whole time. Yeah, I guess uh, like they had a man and a woman winner of this challenge tonight for whatever reason. Yeah, like, did you like that? We should probably talk about that. Sometimes I like that as a twist. Uh, particularly, I like that maybe early on after the merge, just to kind of keep the numbers sort of you know where they are. And I guess I could get behind it from the standpoint of like, you know, this is just something that they introduce every so many immunity challenges that there will be sort of a man, a man winner and a woman winner. So it prevents the, um, there to be any sort of like, you know, a a woman's alliance or man alliance sort of run the table. But other than that, no, I don't think that like holding your arm up is particularly a thing that favors one gender over the other. I think it's just relative to you and your threshold for pain. So uh, I don't I disagree with that. I think I do think women have an advantage in that challenge. That's why they put the, the that rule in. That's immediately what I thought, because I think I don't know the statistics. I think this challenge is run three or four times. I'm pretty sure a woman, a woman, uh, a woman has won it every single time. So you so, think if this had come down to between Denise and Tony, that Denise would have beat Tony? Well, it wouldn't have been that, would it? It probably would have been between Michelle and Denise. I think Michelle could have went the longest, uh, maybe other than Denise. I think Tony would have not won this challenge, or or Nick. I don't think those guys would not have won the challenge. I don't think. Well, uh, Nick looked like he was in a pretty good position. Like Nick looked like he could have won it. The reason but... why I say that is because a, a a woman's arm weighs so much less than a man's arm. So just when you lift it and you and you're holding it there. You're you're just your the sheer weight and time w- will get to you. And I think I think it, it pays to have like a, a very skinny, lanky arm almost like maybe Tyson could have done well. Um, but yeah, skinny, lanky arm, I think, is what you want. And, and a girl is more, you know, you, usually that's the case for most girls, you know, so. Um, right. That, that, that's why I think that it just favors them. I, and I think that's why they put that rule in. But like, let's talk about the main headline of this challenge, which was basically Nick, Kim, and Michelle all stepped down for peanut butter and cookies and gave the immunities to Denise and Tony tonight. Now, that was very stupid on, on all three of their parts, I think, especially maybe not Michelle and uh, Nick, but especially Kim. Obviously, she went home, but like Michelle and Nick were probably not going home. That's probably why they stepped down. But Kim should have fought. Well, and- I think that the jury was rasping her about that, too, right? Especially after she got there after uh, when she got to extinction. Yeah. Um, what did Wendell say? Uh, Wendell especially had like a singer at the end. Yeah, he said, like, uh, does your breath smell like uh, peanuts, peanut butter? Can I smell your breath? Something like that. Can I smell your breath? Yeah. I, like, come on. They are fighting for $2 million and she threw it out. The problem with that was that like, if you know you're in agony and you're feeling like, okay, I'm probably not going to win this at this point. I get the first person, but I think that what happens after the first person quits, then the second person quits, and there's sort of like this domino effect yeah. where, uh, like a frenzy, where like I need to get on the action too because I know I'm not going to win too, but I was just trying to hold on just in case. And it all happened too fast because because of this man woman twist. All of a sudden, like Tony and Denise just won, and um, 
because Nick all of a sudden jumped off. So Nick really kind of let people down. Yes, he did. Uh, yeah. And he tried to downplay that after the fact. Uh, we saw it in a couple of clips, but yeah. <laughs> I think pretty successfully as well. Like he was able to kind of get the heat off of himself somehow. And I don't really know why. Like nobody ever seems to want to get Nick out. You know, um, he, he's that he's that player that is the, the slimiest player that will, you know, go in between everybody. And he's doing that. He's successfully like balancing both sides. And he could like next week. I wouldn't be surprised if he voted with, uh, you know, like not Tony. Like he's he's you know like he's tonight he would have you know, but he right. I don't know. Do you think he walked in the? Do you think he changed his mind halfway through tribal, Nick? Because did, did did Nick walk in voting for Jeremy? Yes, definitely. And then changed his mind halfway through. I think Nick's like the biggest follower of these people. Like he's the most likely to kind of go along because you have so many, especially since you have so many big personalities involved here. So, you know, all these people are winners. And I think that Nick is kind of like one of these guys that he won for good reason, but he's also not necessarily the, like the, like the heaviest hand kind of player. He kind of just kind of goes with the flow or wherever the, the, like the majority is going with the consensus is right. So, he correctly, I think, read the room tonight and went with because uh, you think that Nick voted against Kim, right? Yes, I do. I think the votes were Denise, Kim, and uh, uh, who, who was the other one that voted with? Oh, Michelle voted for Jeremy, right? And I think the other five voted yeah for Kim. But yeah, so like, just the let's talk a little bit about the the pre-tribal. There is this great scene here where uh, you know Kim's. You know, well, we we should talk about like. Um, you know exactly what happened with Ben, you know, ratting out Nick to Tony. And uh, once that happened, I was like, okay, well now Tony knows. And then Tony's Tony and Sarah seem tight, but then we have like Ben and Nick are kind of like these conciliaries between the two sides. And they're deciding like, who's going to blow each Nick other and, up. Nick and who? Nick and Ben. They're like oh, the man. conciliaries for either side right now. And so are Nick and Ben not? They're not necessarily aligned, but they kind of play like this sort of floater uh, role, right? Yeah, it seems like they're like giving each other the info, even though they're not aligned at all. They're neutral. They're neutral. Yeah, they're like these neutral parties between. They know Sarah and Tony are together. They seem to know that Jeremy and Michelle are together, even though Michelle proved tonight she'll vote against Jeremy. So, like, it's kind of the whole dynamic of this final seven now is just strange. Like, it's like, well, it's kind of great for Jeremy because he not only does he have Michelle's advantage, but yeah. he also um, has the authority or sort of like the uh, excuse to vote her out because she was going to vote him out. Yes. And now he just votes her out. Or at least he doesn't have to be like sort of like ride or die with her as much as anything else. Well, she's somebody so, that. That did not correctly read the room tonight. She did not correctly read all the votes were going to Kim. If she voted for Kim, it's a six-two vote. You know, yeah, it's a huge. Yeah, Kim's gone. It's basically a unanimous vote at that point, and and so it's you know, she, for someone that's always kind of knows what's going on, I find with Michelle tonight she was lost, and Jeremy was only like saved because of what Ben told Tony about Kim and Nick. Uh, you know, so I, and this happened a little bit in Kageyan too with Tony, where like the the Jeffra was willing was going to turn on him, and she, they showed that scene tonight too, and I think they did that on purpose because they're like, this is history repeating itself with Tony, and it's the same thing. Like it's almost, it's I feel like I'm watching a mirror 
game of Kagayan. What do you think? Oh, well, uh, in, in some ways, yes, because it's, well, it's Tony, of course, and he's getting his way, but he's mostly getting his way right now because he keeps, he's won three immunities in a row. And he yeah. might still get his way because he has an immunity idol in his pocket, even if he doesn't win out next week. So it's changed the dynamic of the game completely. I think Tony could and probably would have won at any of three of these tribal councils, but he didn't. That's not the way this game played out. Uh, so, so now he's in this extreme position of power. He owes people people owe him favors he has sort of like a little bit of a sort of damocles hanging over their head so i think i think that in some ways tony has played this brilliantly and that i think that's why you're thinking it's kageon because it's looking like tony could tony's in the end game tony could win and there's no reason to say he can't or won't but yeah but it doesn't feel as good as it did in kageon because it did last episode because I think he got like 18 confessionals. I don't know how many he got tonight, but it wasn't the same as last week. Like this tonight was a little bit more balanced between the people, but there were like, I found Sarah, you know, she had a lot at the beginning of the episode, but going forward, uh, she did not really. And I thought, you know, so she, she, I find that like Sarah might come out of nowhere and like, just take out Tony, and she's a great player, but I just don't know if that's what's going to happen. Just based on the edit, just the, the edit is kind of telling us, for me, I wouldn't be surprised if Tony and Jeremy got to the end together. And then the, the jury's going to have to decide between those guys. Based on everything I've seen in this season, I think that it's completely possible, plausible, and that's the story that this comes down to Jeremy and Tony. Um, that because there's been so many hints of like Jeremy wants to take out Tony, Tony wants to take out Jeremy, then Tony's saving Jeremy, then 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 again and over it again. Like that seems to be a big dynamic here, and I think that it's yeah. possible that that is what is the story of this season. And yeah. I, I hope it is. I hope that that's what this is ultimately leading to. Um, another thing I heard Rob's sister Nino talk today about on the podcast was this, um, that Tony felt like you know that he was sort of you know maybe betrayed a little bit like uh, the wandering buffoon who sort of fell into the victory and was not given the full credit for his strategy and the way he played the first time in Kageyat. And um and he was saying why can't I get that Kim Spradlin edit? That's, right? that's he, that is right. That's what he said. Yeah. You know, why can't I you know she gets this edit that shows that she's like the greatest uh, mastermind strategist of all time. Where's my credit? And I think that part of Tony wanted to get Kim out, not just because she said his name, but because he was like, I'm just waiting for a moment to get Kim out. And this is like the momentum. And this is a thing I can use to like, you know, get that going. I totally agree with that. I didn't really think about it that way, but I agree that uh, I forgot about that comment that he made about Kim Spudland. <laughs> and, and, and you know, why can't they get that vote? And he was also very bitter that he didn't get Taj's vote to be a unim- unanimous win. Because uh, right. I think that only like three people have ever gotten a unanimous win before. Uh, and so he really wanted that. And Taj deprived him of that. And, and, and uh, I also think like, so his, his ego is up there. And w- the question is in this season, is that going to be his downfall? Or is that, go- is that just going to carry him to the end with somebody with Jeremy, like Jeremy and Jeremy wins because he's more liked, uh, you know, Jeremy, if he gets to the end with Tony, say it's like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a final three of you know, Jeremy, Tony, and then, 
like Nick is with them or like it's like a Nick versus Sarah at the fire at the fire making or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and because <laughs> I could see that happening because Jeremy just like they, they keep showing like little clips of like Tony saying, OK, I'm going to get Tony tonight. And then uh, next scene. You know, it all changes. It all, you we, know, of anything we've seen that like Jeremy owes his life to Tony, maybe a few times over now. Oh yeah, for sure. And but it's like you can say that, but like none of these people are are playing like that. None of them are like, all right, I owe you my life for any reason. Like you could saw us, uh, Michelle kind of wrestle with it tonight, where she mm-hmm. was saying like, okay, should should I you know do this to Jeremy? Like we've been, he's been like my family out here. And then, so, but she was like, okay, I will, you know? So none of them really stick with their alliance to the end. Denise would have voted against Kim. If, you know, she knew the, you know, the majority was going that way. Although tonight was the first time she was rattled. Denise. I think Denise has just had, had enough of this chaos. Well, like I, who can blame the woman? Like, you know, this, this, like the fact that they allow the tribal council to go afford in this way is, yeah. madness you know and if anything we should be mad at the producers not at the players and yeah. certainly not at jeremy or you know like it's not his fault that this is set up this way right uh, and i think that you know like we obviously saw that jeremy and denise were tight in this game like you know uh at different times especially you know early on mm-hmm. and and um you know and to see like them sort of like bark and chip at each other here is kind of like a little bit sad you know so i wish that um that that there was just more structure to the game. Like you can give us a good game. You can give us good TV without this. Like they burned a lot of time tonight on this. Um, and if they had a rule in place that prevented this from happening by just saying anything said here at tribal gets, is heard by everybody. Right. You can say, you can, you can speak in code. You can be ambiguous. You can say, we're going to vote out. Everybody knows who we're voting out. Right. Or something like that. But you can't, Right. Um, but they also had like, you know, they're showing like I know this has always kind of kind of been a part of the show, but I was always under the impression that if you're in the jury, you're not supposed to talk during tribal council. And I know they kind of do, but usually it's just whispering to each other. But now they seem to be like out outwardly projecting their voice a little bit more. They're kind of being reserved about it, but they're they're definitely doing it. And it's like almost like these winners are getting away with kind of almost whatever they want more so than any other season because they know that they, they have the easy egos that they've won and they and the, the way to win is to push the envelope. I guess so. And I think that there's also the aspect that even if I don't win, I can be a big TV star. I can have like sort of a legacy after this because they've seen this all um, from their fellow castmates, right? Even the one, you know, even if I don't win, I can sort of have a life after this game that you know i have my my 15 minutes of fame can extend beyond just my my season yeah um, for sure. if i'm a bigger character so if anything i think tony is doing a good job with that um is sort of cementing himself as like not even just one of the uh a, a winner but one of the of the better winners and somebody who you know um had a legacy in winners at war will be remembered i mean tonight okay let's just kind of break down a little bit of the whispering because it was kind of confusing but there was some some key whispering moments that happened that where they showed us some some subtitles that matter so when you know kim walks over to nick at one point and goes like like nick says to her 
is everything okay? And she goes, no, I'm nervous. And he goes, why? Like, everything's fine. We're voting for Jeremy. Is he lying in that moment? Or is did he change his vote when he walked up to put the, like, I, I always am fascinated to know what actually well, was going on. And we used to get that through the exit interviews. And uh, and now they're not doing those for the season. No exit interviews. And they don't show us how the votes actually fell. Right. Yeah, they're not showing us any of that. It's all guessing, which is kind of fun. But at the same time, I just kind of want to understand, was Nick lying to Kim? Or did he actually mean that and then changed his mind when he walked the walk to go put the vote down? I'm always confused in these moments with all these whispering, what's real? And that's kind of, to me, that's kind of important. Like, it's a story. We should kind of find out what's really going on. And, and we kind of never really know when tribals are this chaotic. Yeah, I just don't think it's, it's you know, like ultimately, Jeff, like I saw my final ba- soldier, Kim Spradlin, who, you know, full disclosure, I'm not a huge fan of personally or, you know, you know uh, Sister Nino loves her. But like she's not my favorite winner of all time, but I drafted her. But like I don't I don't feel very satisfied just from the, uh, the aspect of, like I was rooting for her from that standpoint, and I have no idea, you know, how this really fell. Um, we, we're left here to speculate. You know, maybe that's part of the thing. But I guess I would rather have a little bit more information. I think, like, as a fan of the show, I, I'm left wanting for more. Yeah, um, I agree. I think, I think if things were more public and there was less whispering. It, it's good and it's bad because what they show us pre-tribal is always so condensed and so edited and we don't really know what's going on you know all the time because they do these looky loos on us okay which is fine i get it i understand why they do it like tonight they would have convinced us going into tribal that jeremy was going home and then all of a sudden kim goes home but it's predictable now when you have these crazy live travels it's like is sarah going home tonight it could be Sarah, which is like, which seemed unbelievable. You know, like, why would, you know, like, Sarah's going to go home? You know, yeah, it, it, it kind of makes sense. But like, for it to all, for all those people to change their vote mid stream like this compared to the narrative that was given to us, but pre tribal is, is, it's exciting. I guess, like, who's running the game, the producers or the players? And <laughs> good question. And, good and, question. Some, and sometimes it's like, it feels like, the players are dictating it, and other times it's like the producers want chaos, and they want to see what happens from the chaos. You know? Yeah, I think they. Well, what makes good for t- for good TV? Because that's all a producer ultimately cares about. And uh, you know, it's drama, it's suspense, it's br- it's leaving you wanting for more, it's uh, anticipation, um, all those things, and so. Uh, you know, I think they're doing a good job of that from that standpoint. For, for I guess for people like us who have been watching this game for 20 years, you know, we're thinking of it almost like a sport. And we want, like, the game to be played purely. And, uh, you know, I think that the people who are, like, you know, baseball fans are like, you can't change the way they call baseball or you can't change this thing about this sport. Um, this is the way we've been playing for 100 years. And how am I supposed to compare the greatest of all time? But I don't, you know... Um, I think that that you can't preserve maybe those things ultimately is sort of the point. <laughs> also, not to get too philosophical. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, 
Yeah, like the best player should win in Survivor, but lately it just kind of feels like the most chaos, whoever kind of ends up at the end of the chaos is the Survivor. Like it's less about who really managed their alliance, who managed their strategy and paved their way to the end. And the only person that's really able to do that is right now Tony. And that's, I think, why everyone's kind of pulling for him. And even if they don't like him, they're kind of pulling for him because he is navigating chaos the best of all these players. Uh, he, you know, yes, he's winning immunity challenges and that has a huge effect on his position in the game. Unlike the other people who are not winning those challenges, but at the same time, he won the last game without ever winning an immunity. So he's obviously good at doing both. Uh, it's just, it's hard to see like, like Kim was an interesting player to go home tonight because she won by playing that boring style of I got an alliance of five, we're just going to pick everybody off, and you can't do anything about it. Bad TV, no one really wants to watch it. Um, people mm-hmm. want to watch more what's going on here with Tony. I just wish they would stop the whispering and walking off of your stoop. I don't even mind the whispering. Just don't let them get up off their stoop. I don't think they should be able to do that. You sit where you sit, and you have to just deal with that. You know, like that's... Yeah. Yeah, like maybe I think you kind of touched on something interesting there, though, because you said like, you know, Kim was playing like this boring game and she kind of won the first time because she kind of had her majority alliance and she kind of rode that till the end and that served her very well. And that perhaps um, she didn't fit this type of survivor where we see all these players, um, you know, for better or worse, they're kind of caught up in the moment of being part of this like ultimate survivor Super Bowl the first ever all winter season, maybe the all winners, the only all winter season we'll ever get, who knows. And, um, and, and they want it to be exciting they want it to be different. And I don't know if Kim fit into that enough. You know, you see that Kim wants to go after Tony and Kim kind of wants to play it safe. Mostly, um, you know, she doesn't make bold or big moves ever. Like going after Tony, is sort of an obvious thing because he's he's such a target. So it's almost like, okay, and I was rallying people against Tony, and then Tony wins immunity for the third time in a row. And yeah. I think it's like, wah, 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 I you're done. Made, I think she made a mistake tonight by not going after Sarah. Sarah should have been the obvious person to go after after that vote. She was rattled. She was down in her luck in the game. She felt like she had nobody. She's yelling at Tony when everybody can hear her. She was probably the person that she should have went to Denise and probably Jeremy and said, let's take out Sarah right now. She was way more Tony's right-hand person than Jeremy is. Why go after Jeremy? Like, why is this obsession? Because only because Ben wanted him out? Was that the reason? Like, why did the other three votes go to Jeremy? Michelle obviously did not want to vote for Jeremy. She gave him an advantage. Why couldn't they say, hey, let's vote on Sarah? Well... I think it ultimately comes down to like who trusts who and what's sort of going on with all that. And like, uh, and I guess Michelle just doesn't have strong enough bonds or at least in this chaotic, like tribal council, where everyone's whispering to each other, running around going nuts. Denise is and Jeremy are going at it. Um, I just don't know if Michelle had any kind of like uh, ins or strong enough ins with people who were calling the shots to get that information for whatever reason. I don't know why, like, you know, like the, those are parts of the game. We'll probably never really understand, but uh, Michelle doesn't do the right thing here. 
Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's amazing to me what's going on. Like, you know, we did, we touched on it before. Kim had this alliance and stuck with this alliance, but nobody is sticking to their alliance almost at all, at all. Like, you know, like it's like I wouldn't have been surprised if Sarah turned on Tony in this vote, you know, and voted at Jeremy. You know, like the whole thing was it's just getting to a point where nothing makes sense. Black is white, up is down, cats living with dogs. Like it, it, it's just mass hysteria, yes. mass hysteria. And it's just it's fun to watch, but it's almost like some people just want to watch the world burn, like the Joker said. You know? <laughs> and that's kind of what's going on right now. The, the producers are just happy to watch the world burn. And, and you know, it was fun. <laughs> Did you like that moment though earlier in the episode where Tony was talking to Ben and it looked like he got bit by a bat? And I, I wrote in my notes, uh, Tony's got corona, he's patient zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it could be. Uh, I would buy that if someone told me, I would not, I would not be totally surprised. Uh, Jeff, do you think we should check in on our draft in our sure. little survivor pool of eight? That's just kind of, I, you know, it's it's a, it's a tough night for me because I am now out of this uh, among others. So let's bring this just sort of like uh, big in here just so we can all see it. Okay, so I just want to kind of see like how we kind of took these people, right? So, you know, Jane had the first overall pick with Wendell. He's uh, obviously out. Uh, Amanda, uh, your fiance, Jeff, uh, um she uh, picked uh, Jeremy, and he is still in the game, holding on very well at number two. Um, Tyson obviously is out, uh, in and out, and in and out. Could be back in. Adam uh, voted up uh, one of Daryl's picks. And then I lost, of course, Kim tonight. Sandra Diaz-Twine, the only one truly out of the game and completely done. Um, you got Parvati. Um, Parvati had a bit of screen time tonight, didn't she? Over with uh, yeah, so with, do you like her for to come back? Maybe like par, I could see Parvati coming back. Parvati would be one of the more interesting people to come back. I really do think so. Um, you know, I think that they've given her quite a bit of scenes in Edge of Extinction. You know, I think she's she's always been a good TV reality personality. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm excited for um, the the prospect of it being Parvati to come back. And uh, and Natalie, I think, is equally as compelling. Uh, Natalie, you know, we saw tonight is CrossFit champion of the world, and apparently can. Uh, did she win outright tonight? Was she first place? Yeah, she won the coconut thing. Yeah, and Sophie was the second place, right? And then Yule. Yeah, yeah. that was that was interesting just to see how that played out. Um, and that's what's kind of interesting too about this season too is like you know it's Edge of Extinction, but it's Edge of Extinction with returning players, and not just any returning players, but all winners. And therefore, we can watch these Edge of Extinction se like sequences and say, you know, hey, you know, it, we get this like Natalie Sophie Yule finish, and we know who all those players are. We know enough about them because they have this rich, deep history with the show. So that's fun. Uh, so I guess that's, you know, a, an argument in, in favor of Edge of Extinction for the all winners. Yeah. Yeah, it's been okay. I mean, at least we got to see. I think it, they bring, they should always do the Edge of Extinction when it's an all returning season. I think it's good for that. We get to keep seeing these characters that we know and that we like. Uh just kind of yeah like it's good for that but i didn't like it in the newbie seasons i mean the guy got voted out on like day nine and won the game is ridiculous uh you know so just just stop it you know just just don't do it for the newbie seasons just it's good 
it was meant probably meant for this. It's me- uh, it's more made for this kind of a season. Yeah, and it makes sense that it works with this season because, yeah, like I, I, I mean, I'm glad to keep watching a, like a Boston Rob or a Parvati because they're good characters and they're good at doing the confessionals. They always have been. Yeah. Uh, you know, tonight, you know, Boston Rob hurt his elbow. Do you think that's going to affect his his comeback? Like, do you, how how? Oh, much- yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I, I think uh, Rob. I think Rob's story is not quite over yet. And I think that the, the the finale of Boston Rob Mariano will be this season. And it's going to come up in probably uh, two episodes or so. Like Jamil had a theory that he thinks Boston Rob will be the player that comes back, but then gets voted out almost immediately. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that that's also likely, um, you know, I think, and if it is, it is right. But I think that we have not seen the last of him. Like there will be more Boston Rob to come. It's it's not ending with him banging his elbow, falling off a, a weird rock face on the side of Extinction Island. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, he, I mean, obviously he's going to be a big part of the jury if he is on the jury. Yeah, uh, I think he's almost like he's almost like de, de facto foreman of the jury, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Him and poverty seem to be running things over there. Yeah. Um, so we talked about Natalie, Nick, uh, we've touched about a lot tonight. Uh, I, t- I asked Rob who cannot win uh-huh. outright. I asked Rob Sestunio. He only agrees that Nick is the only player who can't win. Uh, so <laughs> really, I think, I think that Ben is the only player that can't win, but yeah, Nick's the next one that he's, it's tough. It's tough to see how he wins. Yeah. Because he's like, he's. He's young. He's like he's unmarried, no kids. I just don't see him beating even a Ben. Even uh, I can see him potentially beating a Michelle. But who's the third person sitting next to them who is not going to beat both of them? Uh, I I don't maybe, know. Maybe Tony. Maybe Tony. So if it's Tony, Nick, Michelle, yeah, then I think Tony wins. What if it's a final two? We haven't even discussed the possibility of it uh, because the jury's so huge uh right. but okay but jeff even just think about that though tony nick michelle tony probably wins right give I me mean, give me a final three where nick wins i think that's the only one. Oh, okay all right here we go i got you one danny boatwright comes back into the game <laughs> you need danny boatwright back in this game you need a real hail mary kansas city chief style yeah yeah, Kansas City Chief comes back into the game, goes to the end with Nick and Michelle. Maybe Nick wins in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't see Nick beat. Yeah, I think that's it. That's the only scenario. Somebody comes back, and it's <laughs> probably, it has to be Danny because, or, or Amber. Amber. Or Amber. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be somebody like that. Um, yeah. yeah, for sure. She's not going to win. I could see it being Amber. You know, Amber comes back, and then Nick and like Michelle go to the end, or Nick and Ben go to the end, and they give it to Nick. I'm telling you, I watched that footage of Rob Sisternino in, uh, interviewing everybody on the red carpet for the uh, this Winners at War uh, like premiere, right? Yeah. And Amber and Rob were just way too happy. Something good is going to happen to Rob and Amber this season. Mark my words. And. Uh, Maybe, and, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe Boston Rob gets to the end. And the, or Amber. Or Amber. Yeah, maybe Amber gets to the end. Because if Amber comes back into the game, okay. Yeah. Who's voting her out? I mean, <laughs> seriously. Like, <laughs> you're, you're going to go after Tony, Sarah, 
or like Ben. Like, how are you? How are you? Like we have to vote Amber out. Yeah, now. Yeah. Like, how do we vote out Amber before Nick? How do we vote out Amber? Even Nick, the guy who can't win, would get. They would say like, <laughs> "Let's get rid of this guy before Amber." Yeah. Right. I agree. Like, he's more credible to win. So yeah, like, but something good is going to happen to that to the Mariano uh, twosome. Uh, we talked about Nick. You'll um, uh, not not probably likely. Um, Doesn't seem like it. Him and Adam are kind of getting that. Like, hey, you're there, but you're not doing anything. You're not really there anymore. They're they're sort of they're falling sort of away now. Um, you got Tony, of course, and if Tony can win out, and that was Sean's pick, and I'm kind of I would have taken Tony uh, at this pick. I ended up taking Ethan with the pick that came right after Sean's. But, um, man, I think if Tony was still on the board when I picked, I would have taken him. I should have probably taken him, Tony over Tyson, but I thought Tyson would go further in the game. Uh, I was surprised that, you know, and he did. He came back once. He might come back again. Who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, Amanda is doing the best. She has both her players still in the game, just Sarah and Jeremy. So she, she, she is doing the best uh, as far as the, the draft goes. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, Ethan, Danny, we mentioned not a, not a chance in hell. She's winning this game. Um. She doesn't oh. have enough. Cl- <laughs> like she was all anything. Right. If anything, if you're going to be at the edge of extinction, you better be the king or queen of edge of extinction at the very least, because that's the point. That's the whole point. I don't know about that though, because the guy who came back and won the game from edge of extinction, Chris Underwood, did not. Own the edit. <laughs> he was barely on the show. You know, it was unbelievable that guy won. I mean, it, <laughs> it really was because, like, it'd be like Danny Boatwright or Amber coming back in winning. And it's just kind of stupid, you know, like, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but you know what? They all have the chance. Amber went out second and she's been there the whole time. She has just as much of a chance as, you know, uh, the, for the next person to go out or Kim, you know, she's so, got just as much chance to win as Danny Boatwright. That's right. Or Kim, who just got voted out. There's also obviously you got Boston Rob, who is always a threat. Um, but you know, we'll see. I, I we kind of touched on Boston Rob, so I won't stay on him for too long. Yep. Uh, Sarah, wow, Sarah. I told I was like I would want to get Sarah out yesterday if I was in this game. Um, well, it depends who you are. Like, it's hard to vote her out if you're Tony or if you're like even Ben right now. Right, but that was a that was a, a good pickup by Amanda at fifteen. Oh yeah, overall. for sure. Yeah, I thought she was gonna go home early because I thought everyone watched how she played in Game Changers, and I think a lot of us thought that that she would not make it far. But like, if you look at the bottom half of the draft, Dave, look how many people are still in the, like, game, the bottom half. Of the draft. It's mostly mostly the people left are in this like bottom ten, yeah, right? uh, or at least the bottom eleven. So. It's kind of crazy. Like, you know, the people we thought wouldn't do well did, um, and vice versa. Like, the ones that we that we hit on were Amber, I guess, Danny Boatwright, Boss and Rob, Sophie. But Sophie went far into the game, so it's hard to say her. Like if, if Sophie comes back in, I think she could have a life in this. She could. Yeah, absolutely she could. She's a good enough, savvy enough player that she absolutely could do that. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say who... who who drafted the best other than Amanda? Because I think Amanda's, you know, she's Amanda's looking the best. Because if we look here at like who's got who, 
and who's left. So, you know, Jane's got Ben. She always tells, you know, she thinks we're very prejudiced against Ben and she's against all of our trashing against Ben. Um, but, you know, we'll see. He could win against the right pair at the end. Um, Amanda, yeah, has both her people left. Is there anyone, no one else? Well, Sean, Sean has two people left in Tony and Denise, but he had three from the get-go. But Amanda's of the people who only have two. It's looking really good. Jeremy and Sarah never voted out. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tyson got voted out twice, so it's like I had people. Then you got yourself, (laughs) Daryl, me. We're all done. Then you got Sean, who's you know a guy who doesn't really know Survivor, but he you know he took Sandra, then Tony and Denise, and look, he's looking pretty strong. Um, here you got Jen with uh, you know Parvati, who we think has a shot at this maybe to come back. Yule, uh, who right. knows, and, and Michelle. Can we talk about Denise real quick? Because we don't talk yeah. about her a lot. And can yep. she, can she win this game? I mean, she can, but will she? Like, what's going on with Denise? Like, I just find she's the one character, the one player that is kind of like on the show, doing well, but not really the narrator. She's barely on the show. Like, she's basically always involved in votes, but never the one leading the vote. Like, does she deserve to win, even if she does get to the end with a Nick? Does I feel like Nick's done more in the game, even though she made that crazy blindside on Sarah. I still feel like Nick's been more in the trenches. On Sandra, you mean? Yeah, the, on Sandra. Sorry, like the, the vote that Denise did on Sandra, like that was a good move. But other than that, Denise is just like kind of floating along. And and, and like, I just think like if I were me and I was on the jury, I would give the, the money to Nick before I give it to Denise just because I think he's been playing more. You know, I, I just don't I don't feel like Denise is playing enough, like actively. Yeah. Well, I don't think so, too. I think she's trying to play under the radar, and she's doing a pretty damn good job of it. And, you know, I think that that's the thing about Survivors. Whoever's at the end is at the end. And, you know, right. so if, if you like, that's the whole thing about surviving. You can survive. Surviving is not like a a, a playbook so much as a, uh, you know, a, a series of events. Right. Uh, you kind of fall into surviving uh, by the very definition of the word. And, um, yeah, yeah. Like, there are still three players. I think it's three, no, four players left in the game that have never been voted out. Ben, Michelle, Nick, and Denise. I think the other players have all been voted out. Jeremy, Tony, and Sarah certainly have been voted out. And that's, yeah, that's the final seven. So those four players are, are kind of like in the unique spot that one of them might win or get to the end again and never have been voted out before which is very difficult to do in two seasons. And that might be part of the narrative if one of those people get to the end. Like, look, I've played this game twice. I've never been voted out. You know, right. like, And only like Sandra has a similar um, boast, right? She's obviously been voted out, but it was after she played twice and won without ever being voted out. Right. That was kind of her argument when she won the second time was, hey, I got to the end anyway. I still got here, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> here, and I was like, yeah, you win. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's exciting. I, 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 I you know, the, I think the biggest thing that I'm wrestling with right now is the fact that Edge of Extinction is is still sort of looming, though. Like, I think the fact that like that it should have already, if it's going to happen, it should have already happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, like at this point, I don't want to. How many more episodes do we have left? Well, it's like a two-hour two? episode next week. I hope it happens in the next episode, but I don't think it will it. 
or will it happen in the The next episode is called the penultimate step of the war. And there will be two people voted out next week. So, uh, and then we're expecting somebody to come back after that. All right. Quick prediction. Who are, who are the two people going home next week? And I'll give you mine. My predictions are Tony is looking very likely. And I think that also Ben uh, is, uh, is, is, is a high consideration. Okay. My prediction- I always want Ben to go. My prediction is that I think I think Jeremy will be one of the people going home, but I also think that like I think Sarah's going home. So I think I would pick maybe not both of them. All right, I'll do Sarah and Michelle. I think will be the two people that go home next week. I think Michelle will go first and then and then it will be uh Sarah. I don't I think I, I don't see the final five with, with Sarah and Tony. I think that that duo is going to get broken up. And so you Tony say has, Sarah Michelle. I say Tony and Ben. So yeah, you're picking right. two women. I'm picking two men. Um, maybe it will be one of each. It might be, yeah, we, it might be one of each of our picks. Uh, I just think that because Tony has an idol, I do think Sarah is going to get targeted because she's aligned with, with Tony. Right. We'll see, though. Uh, and this is that good? Are we kind of start wrapping things up? Uh, yeah, yeah. I gotta I actually have to get to the washroom, so I gotta go. Sorry, guys, everyone. I know you're you're on the edge of your seats listening to us, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's been uh, season forty, episode twelve, friendly fire. Thanks for watching, everybody here on Super Mater Bros Broadcasting. We're here every Wednesday. If you watch Survivor, we're also doing over on Live Long and Podcast. We're doing uh, you know, Star Trek uh, movies on Saturdays. We're doing Deep Space Nine rewatch from from the beginning. We're on season uh, one. Uh, we do that over on Tuesdays. We also do on Mondays. We do Westworld. So yeah. if you watch any of these shows and you kind of want you know somebody to to listen to after the show and kind of uh, you know. Uh, if you you know you watch the show by yourself, you're kind of going, "Hey, I I need somebody else's opinion on this show. Do they see it the same way I see it?" Come over to here for Super Mater Bros podcasting, where or live long and podcast, and we're here to kind of break it all down and and just give our analysis. And uh, feel free to always you know engage with us on on the uh, on the uh, Facebook app here. Ask us questions. Tell us. Yeah, you can you, you can join you can join us live on this link below. Want, yeah, if you want to join as a guest and you have a web camera and a microphone, please uh, come to the this link and we will add you into the show and you can you know tell us directly your opinions. Yeah. You come in, you can answer. You ask us a question. You can do whatever. You can very interactive here. So. Absolutely, and you know, <laughs> and if you say, "Hey, I, I'd like to be on like that Star Trek movie rewatch on Saturday," send us a message. We'll we'll, yeah, work we'll see if we can fit you in. We'll try, you know. Absolutely, send us it over on uh, Super Mater Bros podcast. You know, live long a podcast. Uh, and we'll- uh, SuperMaterBros at gmail dot com. Oh, we have an email set up now. We have a Gmail. Yeah, you can use that. We all right. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get the credentials. All right. Thank so. you. Yeah, and so. Uh, anything else? Is there any other show? Uh, oh, we also do trivial debates. I forgot about yeah, trivial debates coming up once a month. So that's coming up next. Yeah, th- like uh, between uh, in here in Super Mater Brothers Podcasting Empire, we got uh, trivial debates. We got uh, kind of Super Mater Brothers Podcasting Flagship, and we got Live Long and Podcast on the Star Trek scene. So there's a few things going on. 
Um, and, uh, you know, and we might add a sports division eventually. That's probably on the horizon whenever sports comes back. So, yeah, uh, yep. we will yeah. do uh, some uh, Toronto sports recaps for when the Leafs play or the Raptors. Uh, for Daryl, we might do a Flames game every now and then. Yeah, uh, just for Daryl. Just for Daryl. And, and, <laughs> and you. Uh, I know you, but especially Daryl. I know he's probably especially. Especially, yeah. yeah, they canceled uh, the Calgary Stampede this year. He needs it more than ever. So, needs, and all the I know he watches all the Kentucky Derby well, and all that stuff. So uh, it's a it's a lot. A lot's been changed this year. So I mean, we need to talk about something, and uh, eventually we will find the content. Don't worry. Whether it's uh, new stuff or old stuff, we will find a way to talk about it. So uh, you know, get in contact with us. Get involved, and uh, let's talk. Yeah, we're trying to build a community here. Uh, this is for, you know, if you've ever been like, oh, I want to do this, but it doesn't seem like I have anyone to do it with, or, you know, that would that would seem like fun. We just did a, a Deep Space Nine podcast with our uh, old friend Jason Doan from Montreal, and, and he just was raving about how much fun he was having. So if this seems like something that you would like to do, please let us know. We'll get We'll work you in. So that, that's been uh, the ep- this episode, episode 12, Friendly Fire for Survivor. Uh, that's us logging off for, for tonight. But uh, come back next week for the two-hour episode. I'm sure we'll probably go three hours on that one. Uh, oh, well, it's, it, yeah, we have to go at least three hours for a two-hour episode, I think. Right. So, you know, maybe for the next episode, please contact us, or we'll find somebody else to kind of uh, beat our ideas off of uh, and, and just kind of work it all out because uh, to our episode there's a lot of content and uh, we we could use another mind uh, so, so yeah that's been uh, this episode uh, we'll see you next week bye you better be ready